Hey everyone, I'm George Savarikas. And I'm Harold Varner. And we're the co-host of Ripping It. Before we start this week's episode, we want to give a shout out to a couple of our very special sponsors. Harold, this is the ultimate backyard game, especially if you're a golfer. Chippo, I've played it with buddies. It is the perfect game when you're outside just enjoying the summer. Yeah, it's going to be fun for obviously my kids soon and obviously for adult beverages. <laughs> Nothing better than to have a few of those on the line as you're making some bets with buddies. If you want to get your own Chippo, we have the special promo code ripping it for 15% off. Go to chippogolf.com. Harold, I know I personally suck at putting and couldn't be more excited to put the perfect practice to use. I know there are a number of guys on tour have used it. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. Obviously, I think everyone has it in their house. It's uh it's a really cool thing to just get people. You know, obviously, I love gambling on it. Um, there's no gambling at Bushwood, but it's a great, fun feature of the household. The perfect practice is a need if you're just starting at golf, recreational guy like myself, even for pros on the PGA Tour. We have a special promo code to get you 15% off. It's ripping it. Go to perfectpractice.golf to get yours today. Folks, thank you for joining us. I'm George Samarikis. Harold Varner. Show is called Ripping It. We're partnering with Pro Bible. It is finally time to press go. George Savarikis alongside Harold Varner III. Hey there, George Savarikas here. Welcome into episode number nine of Ripping It. Special major week here as we're gearing up for the PGA Championship and our man HV3 in the field this week. So, Harold, taking a breather as far as the beginning of this podcast episode, but he'll hop on when we have our guest Kevin Kisner, first PGA Tour pro, to join us on Ripping It. So we got to ease up a little on HV3 as it is a major week. So he's got a crazy hectic schedule so i'll be guiding us the beginning of the show and the end and i'm coming off of uh, last week at the at&t byron nelson beyond waterlogged uh congrats to kh lee and uh, his caddy brett waldman what a performance and it's it's funny to me in the media um interviewing guys as they're getting ready for a final round and trying to win for the first time and a lot of them will have that deer in the headlights look where you just think okay this guy's got absolutely no chance of winning and then once in a while you see a guy who seems ready to embrace the moment and the pressure and is excited by it and it was interesting after the third round hearing kh lee when i was chatting with him saying that i like pressure i i want to feel that pressure as i'm trying to win and he was a shot back at sam burns i think for a lot of people he was kind of an afterthought and then got off to that amazing start and is able to win. Um, so congrats to him. It, it was, it's always cool to see a guy get his first and he's a, a Korean player actually has a pretty funny sense of humor and a uh, fun personality. So uh, I saw an old video of him. Um, I think it was on the Australian tour. He was saying his goals are to be the number one player in the world and the number one sexiest player in the world. So not sure if he has the nickname now, Big Sexy, but KH Lee getting a shout out. And last week I was working for Sky Sports, so it was cool to hop on their broadcast, see how they approach things, talk to a number of the European players, a little different than 
what we do week in and week out with Golf Channel. And now this week I'll be uh, working from the HQ here in Miami Beach. And I know the lighting's a little different for those watching on YouTube. My ring light literally just burned out. So I kind of have the uh, fireside chat look that Phil Mickelson's uh, accustomed to using. So this isn't going to be a normal thing. This is uh, on the fly, making sure we get episode nine out to you on Tuesday like you're expecting it. Uh, going to be fun though. So we're doing PGA Championship feature groups uh, from home. So I'll be operating out of my apartment and calling the action for rounds one through four at the ocean course. Excited to see what the ocean course has in store. I mean, what a cool major venue. For those who haven't been to Kiwa Island, a must trip. Um, if you're a Pete Dye fan, great course. Pete Dye and I don't necessarily see eye to eye when it comes to uh, his design philosophies and me being a six, seven handicap. I mean, that course just crushes you. In the time I played Kiowa Island, it was a fantasy football trip seven years ago. So like late night, tee off at one in the afternoon, end of August, 90 something degrees. You're just drained by the end of it. But I, I will say that that patio, like I mentioned last week on ripping it, talking with Harold, one of the best spots in all of golf to have a drink on the 19th hole and just chill out after they have rocking chairs there. The sites this week are going to look absolutely phenomenal. Would love to get back to the ocean course and give it another crack and just see if that was just an off day where I was feeling a lot of it. Maybe that's why I didn't love it as much as others do. Cause talking with players in the field at the AT&T Byron Nelson last week, a number of guys were saying how pumped they are uh, to play Kiwa Island as a major venue. And it's wild to think that it's been nine years for a lot of players. I mean, I started covering the PGA tour in 2013. So that was the year after the last time the ocean course played host to a major. And that was when Roy McIlroy, of course, won it by eight, just absolute domination. But like chatting with uh, Harris English uh, and his caddy, Eric Larson, Harris's rookie year was 2013. seems like Harris English has been around forever, but he started playing on the PGA Tour the year after Kiwa Island last hosted a PGA Championship. And remember, that was in August. So now we're getting a May PGA Championship for just the second time in three years. It was supposed to be in May last year. And because of COVID, it was moved to August at TPC Harding Park. But looking at the weather, it's supposed to be phenomenal. High 70s, low 80s, sunny, some wind over the weekend. The course already in good shape should be pretty firm and fast. This is going to be a true test. Uh, last time it hosted Rory McIlroy at 12 under, the only player in the entire field, double digits under par. Second place was at four. So aside from another Rory performance, you think if it plays similar, similar to that, uh, be interesting to see what the winning score is. I mean, the Masters, it was amazing that first round, how tough it was. Justin Rose shoots 65. Next closest guy shot 69. And then by the weekend, things eased up just a bit as uh, the weather shifted and there, there was some rain in the forecast. But no rain at Kiowa. I wonder if 8 to 10 unders the winning score, if it's going to be in that type of ballpark. And PGA Championship does a great job of letting the weather dictate what the winning score is and not being married to a number. So they always say they have their greens rolling championship speed. And you can see a PGA Championship where 
20 under wins it. And I remember when Phil Mickelson won it in 05, four under won it. So you have a wide disparity on what the winning score could be, but it always seems to be a fair test. And it's the best field in major golf. 99 of the top 100 in the world are, are teeing it up this week. HV3 among those top 100 in the world. Just two years ago at Bethpage, he was in the final group uh, for the PGA Championship. So be um, curious to see what he draws from that experience as he gets ready this week. He's been grinding last week, took AT&T Byron Nelson off to work on his game. So making sure that he's ready, he's excited uh, to see what his game is capable of and uh, a player that's unafraid of the big moment. And you could say that about Kevin Kisner, our, our next guest on Ripping It, one of my favorite guys to BS with on the PGA Tour. Just great personality. Uh, he's been on other podcasts, great interview. So uh, let's get to our first PGA Tour pro. Amazing to say that nine episodes in. Joining us on Ripping It Pod, this is our PGA Championship preview. Harold Varner, Kevin Kisner, let's tee it up. You want to wake up feeling good every day? I mean, who doesn't? This product, I can personally attest, has had a huge shift in my day-to-day wellness. It's 2020 Immunity Booster. Two and a half ounce shot, handcrafted by sports dietitians, filled with essential vitamins and nutrients with none of the artificial colors or BS you see in sports drinks. I have it before I go to the range or start my round or even just to kick off my day. Get 20% off your first order. Ripping it 20, the promo code. Go to drink2020.com. For the first time on Ripping It, welcoming in a fellow PGA Tour pro, uh, Kevin Kisner joining the show. Kiz, I can tell that your career has hit rock bottom if you're hopping on Ripping It with us two jokers. Yeah, it is a new low, but uh, hopefully from here it can only go up. Uh, we're looking ahead to the PGA Championship. I know uh, you're very familiar with Kiowa's, a South Carolina guy. Uh, Harold, I know you've been to the Ocean Course before. Just curious, like logistics, you have any insider advantage this week being a, a, a quasi-local? I would recommend a helicopter. <laughs> you can afford it. Man, there's only one road in and one road out, and it's two lanes. So uh, at least with COVID, it probably won't be as bad as it was in 2012. I think it's a. It's just I don't know how they didn't like make it any better though in the time span. You know, like it is terrible. It's traffic when there's like nothing going on on that island for sure, man. <laughs> you got a lot of people that live in one small area and, and uh, only a few roads. So uh, I just think there's a lot of money down there, and they could. I think they could figure it out. Yeah, but real estate is money, but nobody wants to buy roads. They want to buy houses. Tell me about it. My wife's probably walking around here thinking about buying another house. <laughs> Maybe a good week at Kiowa could change that. Who knows? Oh, thank you, George. That's not so cool. <laughs> so, kids, you've been outspoken before saying you can compete on, like, X amount of courses on the PGA Tour. They just said this is the longest course in major championship history. 7,876 yards. Your thoughts? Can't wait. No. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be brutal test. If the wind blows, uh, you know, you just got to hold on for the ones that are into the breeze. Um, hopefully we catch down off the right along the ocean coming in on, on that stretch from like 14 in because those those par threes on the back nine, 250 and 230. No joke. 
end of the wind would be uh would be that i think it's 14 is the, the par three that's 250 it's got a green up on top of a ridge and you get that wind pumping off the ocean you literally can't hit the green and your ball just runs off on each direction both sides so um you better bring your game harold uh that's what i hear i mean but as you say they they pay a lot for top 20 so <laughs> i like my chances <laughs> yes sir <laughs> Uh, what will you do to prep for Kiwa? I'm not going to change much, man. I haven't been playing well anyway, so I'm just trying to get my game going again. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't been putting well, so hopefully I can get down there. And They got past Palom greens that, that aren't really slopey, so you can actually make some putts if you, if you can ever get on the green. So hopefully I can get on the green in regulation and hoop some. That's good to hear. I mean, I think you hear all these stories about people showing up so early to all the, and then people don't understand we've played so much golf. Like since the restart, it's been kind of uh they say if you play better, you get to pick your schedule. I feel like I'm playing better and I'm not picking any schedule. It's like, uh, you should play this week. <laughs> yeah. Super season, man. It's the super season. Yeah. So I just, I think that's pretty cool that it's just another tournament. I mean, yeah, I've been I've been doing that for about four or five years, and and I haven't found a recipe for success that works every time. Either playing the week before, going early. Um, so the bottom line is, if if you make birdies and, and play better than anybody else, it doesn't really matter where you're playing. If you're on your game, you can figure it out. Uh, obviously, you want the course to fit what you do well, but all of us can play well anywhere if we're making putts and and uh, not making stupid mistakes. So true. I think we make it well. People like George make it more complicated. <laughs> I just ask questions, pal. <laughs> Not paid the big bucks to be an analyst and actually no. break down what you guys do inside the ropes. That's a good hey. Thing. I'm watching. Uh, just walked into the European tours on. I this can't be live though, right? I was wondering that because I saw it all over Twitter. Because Ross Fisher said he played well today, so because uh, of how much we pay attention to golf. Gotta well, be a Wednesday or Saturday. And I was gonna ask your opinion. I'm gonna flip the script. I mean, how do these European guys like I just saw Danny Willett hit a shot? I've played with Danny like six times in the last eight weeks, and now he's over there playing and he's flying back to play here in the PGA. Because I, mean, I can't make it yeah. to like California without dying. <laughs> I think we have it, I think we have it super uh great in America. I mean I think you guys are soft when it comes to travel compared to I the know. Europe. I know I'm soft, but I like seeing the world. But I think it's double Ryder Cup points this week. Oh, really? For sure. Yeah. Aha. Funny how yeah. that works. Yeah. Make, moves the needle. Gotcha. I was yeah. just wondering. I mean, and he played last week, I think. I'm Either sure he, he did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just – I haven't had a kid yet, so I like that traveling aspect. But I think that will change. <laughs> A little once, bit. once you have a kid, you want to travel to get away from your kid. Man. You <laughs> Suddenly, Harold's playing the Asian I wasn't tour. saying that. I, wasn't, <laughs> I was for sure not saying that. Yeah, I've been looking at the schedule about, you know, oh, just come find out. Danny Willett's hosting the event. Oh, okay. Masters. Yeah. yeah. But why uh -huh. are they playing on Wednesday, or is it already Thursday there? It's probably, probably for travel to to leading the into PGA. the PGA Championship, give guys a buffer day so they can gotcha. get over and recoup in time. Kids yeah. always blame it on COVID. Yeah, for sure. COVID <laughs> <When> in, <laughs> is everything. What uh, Ryder Cup-wise, <laughs> how big 
a motivator. Oh, sorry. Is it, I know you played on the President's Cup team, kids, to to try and be part of a, another uh, U.S. team competition. Dude, that's the most fun there is, is playing in those team competitions. We try to beat each other's brains in all year round and then to, to jump in a team event and pull for one another. That's what I grew up doing is playing all team sports. It's my favorite part of sports is, is having teammates and, and uh, you know, the camaraderie around it. So I, that's one of the greatest aspects that I – I think there is in golf is team golf. Uh, I love the New Orleans event, and uh, I love my experience at the President's Cup. Obviously, I uh, hadn't been able to, to sneak in another team, but I would certainly love to play at Whistling Straits. But be honest, how awesome was it to show up and you just knew you were going to win on Sunday? <laughs> There's, I mean, I'm not – I mean, I thought – like, I, I think the team events are cool, but I think it would be really cool to – enjoy a tournament and win like you know like and i know you guys did so i, yeah. I think that's pretty awesome yeah the only match i sat out was that that saturday afternoon and we had a chance to clinch the cup on saturday afternoon and tiger made uh charlie and chappy give the guys like a six footer on 18 to not clinch the cup and i was just raising hell i was like what what are we doing here we're here to win what tiger i mean you're the, you're the he wouldn't give it to anyone. Yeah, cold-blooded killer I've ever met, and you're over here yelling at him to give him the putt. What's going on? And I swear, I swear that somebody was in his ear telling him from TV, like, because Strick had asked me, I was sitting out, and he's like, "What are the chances I can get the guys to play tomorrow if we clinch the cup tonight?" And I was like, "Dude, we're in New York City, probably zero percent chance. <laughs> I mean, we're going out and celebrating." And I just don't see anybody coming back. He was like, okay, okay. That's what I figured. And and then when I saw that, I'm like, I'm sure TV was raising cane. Like, oh, we gotta, man. We got to have something tomorrow. It would have been a big hole in programming if you guys are like, yeah, no, sorry, we're hitting the bar Sunday. We already clinched. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been super cool. But I just – I think it's very often in any event you can, like, enjoy it, you know, go out and still win. And I would have if I would have been on that team. Kids, what time did you go to sleep Sunday night? I'm not sure that I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I had a flight. Um, I had my family, my wife's family. We just had our second baby. We had him up there two weeks old. We had my three- or four-year-old up there. And uh, so I had to take my in-laws and my parents to help with the babies while we had all the team functions. <laughs> and uh, I just remember packing the two Suburbans I had full and I was just sweating bullets thinking, I mean, I, there's just no way I'm going to make it through this day. And I remember we flew private, all eight of us, and they got on the plane, and I got last on the plane last, and I just laid in the floor and had a pillow. And the pilot got on was like, all right, you ready? And I was like, I'm not getting in the seat, man. Just just don't wreck. Please, God, don't wreck. <laughs> and they, they were, like, stepping over me as I slept the whole flight home. To get <laughs> That is awesome. Um, I just can't believe. I've I've heard stories about that ending of that thing, and I just like I wouldn't. I mean, I would say I would shown up, but I think if everyone would have not shown up, I think everyone wouldn't have shown up. Right. You know, I remember watching it though, and I mean, the international team's got to be like. I mean, I'd be pissed because I'd be showboating. I, that's the thing I like about the team thing, you know. Like, hey, you know, like you don't want to, you don't want me to be cocky don't let me beat you yeah play so, uh, it, yeah it was good to see that you know i mean i'm sure some foreigners didn't like it but whatever they'll live yeah it was fun man phil mickelson making me do a dance on the 18th hole was one of the funniest things i've ever done in my my golfing career 
What was your best moment behind the scenes that week? Oh, man, I think just uh, the hang. The hang is so much cooler. Like, we don't get to hang out at regular tour events. Like, I see Harold in passing and maybe go yeah. to dinner once a, in a year. But at those events, you're, like, together all day, every day, hanging out, and you're pulling for each other. And I think that's the coolest part is – you know, you got dinners every night with the team, just the team, and you have team meetings with just the team, and you sit around and tell stories. And uh, Strick did a hell of a job of like building the team camaraderie by we all piled into one hotel room together every night and sat there and just told stories for two hours and, you know, had a couple beers. And I think that just loosened everybody up and, and made everybody in this awesome spirit to go kick ass the next day. What was so the best story? Well, I always try to get Tiger to tell me all the chick stories, but he never would. So uh, that's what I, I was always in. And we're like, Tiger, all right, let's hear your best story. How'd you pull all that off and win major championships? And then he was just like, shut up, kids. And then he would leave. <laughs> but he wasn't even playing. He was just a vice captain or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there were a ton of stories. Making fun of Pete Reed's always one of my favorite things to do. So uh, I, I piled on him pretty good in there. What's your relationship like with P. Reed? Oh, we're boys. Everybody thinks that uh, we, like, have this animosity because I made that one quote that everybody wanted to publish. But, uh, you know, I told him afterwards, I was like, dude, I wasn't even saying that about you and me. I was saying all the guys hate you that you played with because you did terrible things to them. And he was like, I know. I got it, man. So <laughs> he, he busts my ass all the time, and I, I give it right back to him. Who do you think has, like, the biggest misperception on tour to what they're actually like day-to-day? -day? Like, how they're portrayed versus what they're really like? Matt Waltz, because he's hot topic on my head, like, that whole thing that he was cheating at San Diego with that ball drop. Like, I'm sure he's done some questionable things and people are all over him. But if Harold or I had done the same thing, nobody would ever said anything. That's Not exactly how we all do it. And I, I just never understood any of that shit. I was like, what, what are they talking about? If I have an embedded ball, I say, Harold, my ball's embedded. I'm going to drop it. And he's going to say, okay, yeah, kids, go ahead. <laughs> that is so true. That's what that was, The thing I heard was, like they said, well, you call over your your part, playing partners. I was like, man, I've never walked over to a playing partner's ball unless he's like, you know, you have the one guy that's like, hey, man, come on, come look at it. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'll look at it. So you'll shut up. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm walking seven miles a day, bud. I'm not worried about walking that hundred yards over there. Yeah, I'm the not going out of my way to see if you're – I mean, dude, have at it. You're, you're fucked already. You're over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, you're a member at one of my favorite places in the world. Um, I'm super jealous. And we want to hear the best story from Palmetto because I've never had a bad time there. Yeah, and I hear y'all have never had a bad time there. Every, every day is a good day at Palmetto. Um, you know, I I don't know if you ever saw this video, Harold, but I did a video with uh, Vice Sports out there. Oh, I know, I've seen it. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> but I want the world to know that this is the greatest because every I think you wouldn't be the only one, right? And so at the end, we go down this we're around this hole where this huge hill and, and the pro and the GM's out there with us. And we're all drinking beer, having a big time. And they're like, why don't y'all do a golf cart race down this hill? And so the pro explain them how steep this hill is. Like yeah, super you steep. Could... And, it, and it gets super narrow right at the entrance of the hill. Cause there's trees on either side. So we had like 10 golf carts and we we're going to race to the line. It was like Rubin's racing. Whoever makes it in there, <laughs> they gotta figure it out. And so the pros, the one that drops the hand to start the race, 
and we're my cart's the fastest, of course. So I bump everybody out of the way. Yeah, of course, I, yours is souped up. Yeah, and I lead. Well, then one of my boys is trying to like fight me back and runs into a drain culvert, pops the cart all up, and we thought it was funny as shit. And uh, <laughs> they got it on video. Video comes out. And, and the board raises hell about it. And I'm like, well, the fucking pro's the one that was out there raising his hand. What do you already like? I never even dreamed it was a bad idea. What do you want me to do about this? Uh, but so I had to take it all on. I didn't want the pro to get fired. So I jumped in there and fell on the sword for him. Um, we, we do stuff all the time. It's fun. We got a lot of pros. Richie Winsky's moving to Aiken. He's about to, about to be out there. We got Matt Neesmith, Scott Brown. So uh, we got a lot of good players that, that show up and play. We got the boys from Augusta that raise hell, Luke List and Scott Perrell, Vaughn Taylor. They they get all pissy because they come over and lose their money to us, so they make us come to Augusta on the on the next day. So uh, we we got a lot of good times out there. That's awesome, uh, man. That's the best. That's one of my favorite stories ever. Yeah, because everyone's done that. Everyone's you know, if they haven't, they haven't. You know, had you haven't lived at a golf course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when I heard that, I was like, man, someone had to take the fall. You know, like someone was doing it. <laughs> yeah, I took it. Yeah, I remember a uh, quick story in high school was working like pro shop staff was the only kid. We, we would have like our souped up carts. You could play afternoon. So we'd take four carts out and just haul ass twilight. Well, we're doing like there's like one hole that had this huge ridge off the side, so you could do like 360s down it. There would be no one at the course, so I think I'm getting away with it, like cutting off these crazy wheelies. Do this like 720 spin out, and as I stop, I'm neck and neck with the superintendent. He <laughs> 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 just give me this look, like you are so fucked. So the next day, I have to go in at like 7 a.m. meet with the head pro. And he's like, George, I've never done this. Um, you can keep your job. You're on probation, but you have to walk for the rest of the summer. It's oh. like you cannot take a cart out. So it'd be three carts and then me walking behind <laughs> the group for the rest of the summer for my cart ban. <laughs> Fun times. yelling at you to hurry the hell up. Oh, Come God. On, it was the absolute worst. Uh, everyone's had a cart story. I mean, I drove my cart in a bunker sober, so – that, I didn't see it. <laughs> That's I was next driving. Level. I was like, "Yeah, what course?" Uh, don't want. Not going to say. Trying to get out, clean it up real quick. And- Dude, it was so in the bunker I couldn't get out. Like you know, like, I was like, usually you buried can, like, lie. Oh, it was buried. Like had to call this guy. He came over. The GM was right there, and he's like, because it was right in front of the clubhouse. And I, I mean. <laughs> Of all times I've been on a golf course having fun, you know, like I would think I'd be in a state where like, all right, I see how that, you know, you ended up in that bunker. I didn't see it. It was kind of dark. And I mean, I felt like this big. I mean, I'm already, I'm already like as small as this mic, you know, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's funny. Cause I know you enjoy cutting loose in the course. Uh, Riggs a while ago, I tweeted the ain't no hobby story. Uh, can you give us the breakdown of what actually unfolded that day to yield to come up with that amazing quote? Yeah, I was, uh, that one kind of went went fire after that. Yeah, it went viral. I was there that day. You yes. were there. I was there. It was me, yeah, we, him, and Lucas. We had a big time at that event, and uh, they want us to kind of cut loose and entertain, and I took that initiative to heart. 
and really cut loose. And uh, so you you ride around with one of the representatives from Wheels Up, and they kind of help you entertain by like introducing you to the to the people and stuff. And we were actually done, and I'd been drinking all day, and we rode up on that par three, riding in, and the group was like, "Kids, play this hole with us." And I was like, "No, dude, I'm beat." drank all day i'm done i'm going home they kept talking shit and finally i got out there and hit the green from like 240 and then i walked to the green with them and just shooting the shit and uh i mean the story as it's printed is pretty much it i uh I, i've walked up this putt no practice strokes didn't read it hit it as it's halfway i start walking back to the cart to leave and as it goes in i yelled this ain't no fucking hobby boys <laughs> and they lost their shit i mean these dudes thought it was the greatest thing that ever happened i didn't even go get my ball out of the hole i just sat back down in the cart and said all right let's go and we and we ride in and those guys had they were walking and so they they come straggling up like 30 minutes later and they're like we still can't believe you do that shit i'm like what are you talking about i'd already forgotten about it you know i'm on to the next thing <laughs> and, and that uh, event is awesome yeah next thing you know somebody puts that on that podcast and and off it goes man and it's uh i hear that on the golf course more than anything i hear all day when i'm playing is that fun annoying a combination it's annoying when you're four over and it's fun when you're four under <laughs> that's so true like, totally when you fair. ask the caddy how heavy is the bag oh it's light when he's playing good yeah, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> when i'm like four over I'm like do you not see what i'm shooting it feels like a hobby today <laughs> <laughs> they they i it's it was, I mean, last week was good with the fans. I'm ready to see some, like, I don't know. I like people. So, I mean, I like the juice, man. It is something about it, man. It was last week was good. Obviously, playing close to home was good, but freaking, I like when people are like, you know, that's how we make money. Like, if there's no people out there, we're not making money. That's well, right. Unless last year, I don't know how we did, but whatever. What do you think the environment will be like at Kiowa? I still think it's going to be small as far as people walking around. I think there'll be a ton of like corporate tinting and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was just looking, we only get four tickets, so I can't imagine there's a ton of tickets out there. Um, don't, don't with it being me. in South Carolina, obviously I have a lot of people calling me about tickets and I, I don't think our family's credentials work either. They basically. don't, they don't. So yeah. You got to give your wife and your, mom a ticket so now you're down to zero basically you got a tight list for your power rankings on who's getting those four tickets exactly. when you're getting four tickets there is no power rank it's like uh i'm just gonna hold on to them and hope to god no one asks me you know, exactly. like, <laughs> i tell you what though that is the best thing about covid man you uh, could say yeah. no you can be like yeah don't have them exactly don't. every luck. week you know it gets to a point and I'm always like, I mean, how much does the ticket cost? How about if I just Venmo you 30 bucks and you just go buy one? I mean, People love a freebie, though. Like, even it, if it's not that expensive, they just want the hookup. They just want to be able to tell them that they got them. They got I got these from kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so mean, true. it's better than the alternative. We could be not playing. So Could be not playing or being able to give anybody a ticket. Correct. So – I mean, at the same time, you complain about it when I, you know, everyone's, I hear a lot of complaints. You do two kids on the tour, but at some point you just got to sit there and like pinch yourself. Like, Hey man, I get to hit a white ball. I love hitting this white ball and I hope I get to hit it <laughs> for the rest of my life and kick everybody's ass. So 
I, yeah, if I tickets like are the least of our problems in our life, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. What's your summer schedule looking like? Uh, I just went over mine, and yeah. obviously I like playing golf, but we're going to find out how much I really like playing golf here in a minute. <laughs> I'm playing next week in Colonial, and then I'm taking Memorial off and then playing four in a row. Um, I feel like I need to play at Congaree because I'm an ambassador down there, and it's an hour and a half from the house. And Nice. Uh, trying to help them out to get some better players. I'm just not sure how the hell I'm going to get to San Diego from there. They got so I've heard they, they have, have a, a big name that in the high up in the world rankings who's supposedly playing. So I've heard that too. And I've already going to send him a text about catching a ride on his plane to San Diego. <laughs> That'd be smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> down there a couple weeks ago and I think Bruce said they, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a charter. Well, I've heard they're not. So, yeah, it's, you know, <clears throat> a little back and forth. Yeah, you never know that. Uh, I think the USGA should provide a charter. They, they don't have enough money. For, they already play for less money than the players, so what's another five hundred grand to get a charter out there? Hold on. Say that, that so everyone in sense. the back can hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is how you call yourself a major, but you don't play for as much money. On Like in tennis, the majors play for the most money. Why do the majors take the talent from the PGA Tour, use that talent to make all their money, and then play for less money than the players? Legacy, bud. Legacy. That's Boy. that's. I'm tired of legacy, man. I'm damn legacy. Legacy's out, bud. Kids, the other part that's crazy. You look at the purse in 2014 before the new TV deal for the U.S. Open, and then it TV rights went up like from 40 million to 90 million, but then the purse jumped like 20 percent from 14 to 15. So I don't think the U.S. was it like proportional. I think it's 11 to 12. Yeah, that's what yeah. I went from like ten to twelve and a half or something. Yeah, there like you that. go. I don't think they play. For, I know next week they're only playing for our only. I say that in jest. Don't anybody tweet me about how. I'm oh, they're for sure going to tweet you, but yeah. we can handle the tweets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're playing for eleven million. What do we play at the the players was fifteen, right? Yep, for yeah. sure. Well, I kids, real quick, I, Harold and I had talked about this at length, uh, Premier Golf League stuff last week, and just like listening at least to the conversation what have your thoughts been as that's kind of materialized at least where it's on the radar and jay's addressing it and obviously the tour is taking a strong stance well i think you can't ignore the money i mean if it's if the money's real money talks and bullshit walks uh correct but i don't know you know in my opinion they got to get six or eight of the top 10 guys in the world to really affect our business model Agreed. And I don't see that many guys. You know, Jay's made a hard line that you're basically expelled from the PGA Tour if you agree to go play there. Well, if not everybody's going to do it, then they, yeah, you're going to be pretty shit up shit creek if in two years, you know, uh, some Saudi guy wants to slit your throat and put you in a blender. I, I mean, I just don't know exactly how much trust I would put in it and how much, how big the number has to be. So, um well, I'm and Premier sure. and Super are two different entities. So Premier does not have Saudi money attached to it. Okay. Super does. So they've split off. Premier is financed by like uh, hedge fund guys. Rain Capital. Yep. I mean, I'll just go ahead and, like I said earlier, everyone's got a price. And if you don't believe that, then we just don't see eye to eye on things. Because yeah. while the people are trying to make their legacy, I can change some people's lives with a little bit more money. Absolutely.
So I think the money's real. And uh, the problem they have is they have no infrastructure. They have no tournaments. They have no – Correct. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's the, all huge, the uncertainty. Yeah. Huge obstacle. And they want to hurry up and go. So let's say they offered Harold $50 million bucks, and he says yes. Well, he can't play in the PGA Championship next week. And – What's he gonna do? Sit around waiting on his check? I need the fifty million in my checking account before yeah. I say yes. It's probably a smart way to do business, right? Especially so, with especially with so much uncertainty, right? Yeah. I just wonder who's gonna. I mean, someone's got to do it. You know, golfers are weird, man. You, uh, you got to do it in lockstep, though. I don't think anyone jumps on the island themselves. You'd need six or eight to agree as a coalition, and I I just think the way golf's structured everyone's inherently selfish because you're an independent contractor. So to get eight people to then agree to that, it would have to be a huge offer with some type of guarantee for multiple years. Here's the funny part about it. Like, I think the PJ tour is rich, right? Like growing up, I was like, man, dude, they play for so much money. All this, this is how things change. You know, you start living and some random person comes up and has other millionaires thinking about leaving. That's how much money they have. No like doubt. there's there's not enough. I mean, think about it. The gas shortage we got. I can't even go down the street and get gas. We got all this money and no gas. No doubt. <laughs> My wife's actually texting me as I'm on this. Like, how am I gonna get to Kiowa? I just went to. Eight That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I have half a tank and I got a lesson tomorrow with Brad in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm like, man, what if I can't get any gas? Like, it never, like I've never thought about not having gas. But <laughs> then crazy. I like. The other day, I read this article. I didn't know that, like, if you just get gas when you need gas, there won't be a shortage. That's right. I it's didn't just, understand. It's just like the toilet paper thing. Like, it's just the crazies going to fill every gas can they got. So up. then they don't have enough to, like, supply the people that actually. Yeah, it's like the it. toilet paper shortage at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, but I didn't understand. I mean, I, I never, you know, I don't read much. People are hoarders. They're nuts. Any panic and they just go over the top and stockpile. <laughs> the best are the pictures and the memes of people pumping all the gas. And they're like, should I just go ahead and kick this lady? <laughs> I saw a meme or a gift yesterday of a lady filling up freaking trash bags with gas and then tying the knots in them. I'm like, I just can't wait until you get home. <laughs> With that in the back of your trunk, and that shit is spills everywhere. <laughs> what a score! <laughs> Kids, I know you got work to do, bud. Um, thank you so much for your time, man. Real quick, Harold, one oh, last shit. thing before we sneak it in, and I know you got to hop. Um, have played with rigs before, thinking we do uh, kids and rigs versus Harold and myself type showdown. Rigs and I are about the same. Oh, do a little, yeah. I mean, little throwdown versus your, your action, George, but I'm not too worried about you or, or Riggs cutting us a shot. So y'all can come watch Harold and I play a match anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's a good way to cut me down to size. <laughs> I think we should we should do this. We'll come down to uh, Palmetto. Well, Riggs is a world traveler now, so he's ready anytime you want. He's been said to Palmetto or Congaree could be fun. Yeah, we can do Congaree. That's place sweet. Yeah, that place sweet. Um, I'll see you soon, bud. All right, I'll see you next for, week. Let's play play a practice round. Yeah, love to. I'll see you soon. Safe travels, kids. Right. Always unless enjoy. You get some gas. Yeah, unless I don't make it down there. I might. Gas have to up, boys. Thumb rides. <laughs> play well. All right, thanks, you guys. guys. Y'all have a great day. Cheers, brother. I hear it all the time. George, you're living in Miami these days. You got to have some late nights and you wake up, you're not feeling too hot. Not true. And I'll tell you why. Tempo. 
total game changer. Tempo supplements guarantee you're never going to miss a beat thanks to a formulation of natural ingredients and essential nutrients. Two versions of Tempo, Hungover AF, which I've taken, natural hangover supplement, and coffee, a supplement for clarity and focus. Check out both at tritempo.co. That's tritempo.co. Find your rhythm with Tempo. Use promo code TEMPO for 15% off your order. A big thank you to Kevin Kisner for hopping on, ripping it. That interview recorded uh, middle of last week. So you could tell as the guys were referencing Wednesday, that was when uh, we had everyone hop on the horn because we knew just how chaotic this week would be getting ready for the PGA Championship. Kevin, one of the most candid guys on the PGA Tour, and I could only imagine Tiger's face when these kids is kind of ball bust and trying to get stories out of them in the team room. And that's got to be the last thing on planet earth that Tiger wants to talk about uh, as far as what unfolded back in 09 and prior to that in, in a team dynamic with 2030 guys there, but it's Kevin's personality where he can kind of joke and toe that line. And people know that it, it's in a good, good natured manner and, and kind of get away with it and laugh. And I would, if you look at, like top five guys you would want to grab a beer with and just, you know, shoot the shit with and hang with. I'd put HV3, obviously on that list. Kiz, for sure, on that list. Uh, Pat Perez, who I've tipped a few back with before, just, I mean, one of the great personalities on the PGA Tour. Guy that we haven't seen a lot of recently, uh, another one of my faves would have to be. Uh, Will McKenzie, just all around phenomenal personality. It's definitely a, a strong foursome right there. And then I guess if you're going to round out number five, just for the stories and gotten to hang out just a, a couple of times. I mean, John Daly's stories are legendary. And 30 years ago, ninth alternate goes on to win the PGA championship. So a uh, little bit of history is JD will be in the field this week in there's a cool article actually that I was reading uh, earlier. Bob Herrick put out that when John won the PGA championship in 1991, it was awful story that it unfolded. A fan was struck by lightning at crooked stick. Uh, it was father of two and John read the story in the paper after he won donated $30,000 to the family for the college fund for the two young kids. And then they reconnected nine years later, never wanted any publicity, never came out. The family wanted to track down John and touch base with him and just let him know what the money was being used for, the progress of the kids. Uh, it's pretty beautiful how it's now they've stayed in touch. The, the daughters have become parents and both went through college, thanks in part to what John did. So for as polarizing as, as he can be with what's happened on and off the course. You can't really question uh, just how big a heart that he has. So it was neat to, to read that story uh, from Bob. But kids, to hear the ain't no hobby story. I mean, I couldn't think of some, anything more electric than if you're playing in an outing and get to see that unfold. It's like uh, getting to play pickup hoops with an NBA player and they hit a walk-off shot and just walk out the gym. It's it's rare that you get that close to greatness or the best in a sport and then to have it be in that relaxed an environment where they're just having drinks and 
kind of shooting the shit and <laughs> and then to hit a walk off, not getting a walk off punt like that is just uh, absurd. So this week on ripping it, um, it's our, our PGA Championship week. Want everyone to make sure to check out ESPN Plus feature groups. I'll be on there Thursday through Sunday. Um, it's going to be uh, part of our morning and afternoon coverage. So I'll be doing double dip. I think Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, long days from right here at the HQ in Miami Beach. Um, but just being a part of a, a major and doing feature groups, I'll be doing that for the U.S. Open. It's great bonus coverage that ESPN has. And that there's also feature holes. So if you're a golf geek like I am, you can have the multi-screen setup, have the main coverage with ESPN, and then pop up if you uh, pay the $5.99 a month, which end up I do as well for ESPN plus and then throw on either you know feature groups or if you're just sick of listening to me then pop on feature holes and check out 16 17 18 which is just a kick to the nuts that finishing stretch at the ocean course that's probably part of the reason why I wasn't as bullish walking off of it because it played pretty well um, and then went like nine over the last four or five holes so if it starts gusting there's just going to be absolute carnage like the war by the shore uh 1991 Ryder cup 30 years ago at kiowa island and i mean what the the conditions that those guys had to deal with there just absolutely uh absurd so looking ahead on ripping it um pretty excited for guests that we have next week guy who's uh, not surprisingly diehard golfer and one of the best at his sport as well and uh he's either going to try and slot him in next week or the week after, but that's Kevin Harvick. Um, one of the Charlotte area guys, obviously that's kind of the NASCAR uh, hub, but I know just great personality in that sport. So it will be uh, cool to hear how he's able to free up some time in between races to make sure his golf game is uh, dialed in. So everyone make sure to make sure to follow how HV three plays this week, hundred third edition of the PGA championship going to be a good one ESPN then CBS has coverage over the weekend ESPN plus all week for feature groups and feature holes that is episode nine of ripping it over and out and we'll see you next week